Have you ever noticed that after a hard workout, you just don't feel that hungry? That's a super common response to exercise, but it doesn't always work that way. Today, we'll talk about how exercise can affect your appetite and also how your cycle can affect not only exercise and your appetite, but also how exercise affects your appetite. Try wrapping your head around that. You're going to have homework for this episode, so grab a pen and paper or open your notes app and let's get into it. Mama with Littles, I know you want your energy back, but overwhelm creeps in, turns you into an anxious wreck, causes you to skip meals and rebound with stress eating, wreaks havoc on your health, and ultimately dilutes your confidence. It's pretty obvious that you want to and should lose weight, but you're embarrassed of the fact that you can juggle all the things, raise healthy kids, maybe homeschool or kill it at work, but you can't get your health in check. I know how much this is weighing on you and how hard it is to make your health a priority. Let me introduce myself. I'm Kristen Noriega, registered dietitian nutritionist, mama four, and host of the top 2% globally ranked podcast. I've helped hundreds of moms just like you. The plan for season four of this podcast is to imagine that you are a beautiful houseplant. You're going to be walked through the steps to root your health deeper in Christ, care and tend for yourself in completely new ways, and create habits to thrive and flourish. Skip the steps in this plan, and you'll spend the most precious years of motherhood like a very neglected houseplant, struggling and unable to blossom. Follow the steps laid out here, and you're looking at renewed energy, greater confidence, weight loss, and a thriving life that glorifies God. All right, mama with all the littles coming out of your ears, reheat your coffee. It's time to thrive. Let me start by addressing the elephant in your headphones. I'm not Kristen. I'm Sydney Mostek, one of the baby weight nutritionist dietitians, and I'm an ACSM certified exercise physiologist. I've been the movement coach for the baby weight loss blueprint group. If you follow at babyweight.nutritionist on Instagram, you may or may not know that Kristen's daughter was pretty sick. She's doing much better, and Kristen just wanted me to thank any of you who reached out with words of encouragement or prayers. She appreciated it so much, and if she didn't get back to you, she had a lot going on. So I'm going to fill in for a few episodes while Kristen takes a little break from podcasting, and I'm so excited that my first one is an exercise one. So let's get started. How does exercise affect our appetite? There are sort of direct effects and indirect effects, but I think first we need to talk about what affects our appetite in the first place. We have one primary hunger hormone called ghrelin, and when ghrelin is high, our hunger is high. And he follows a really sort of steady and predictable pattern where It rises to a certain threshold where you're hungry, you eat, and then it falls back down. And then over the next few hours, it just kind of steadily rises again. So ghrelin is a predictable little hunger hormone. When it's high, we're hungry. On the other side, we have appetite suppressing hormones that increase in response to a meal. So they stay low. And then after we eat, they increase and they respond more to meals with protein and fat in them. So when we dietitians tell you, make sure you eat a meal with healthy fat, fiber, and protein, one of the mechanisms that we're targeting is exactly this. 
with a greater response from those appetite-suppressing hormones, you're not going to head straight back to the pantry in 15 minutes to find another snack. So ghrelin high, hunger high, appetite-suppressing hormones low, hunger low, and then after you eat, they meet in the middle and you're not hungry for a while. Got it. What about exercise? Well, the direct effect of exercise comes especially following a really high-intensity workout, a hard run, a really challenging hit workout, something where you've pushed yourself so hard it's like almost not fun anymore. After a workout like that, ghrelin doesn't climb at the same steady and predictable rate that it normally does. It stays kind of low for a while. Alternatively, those appetite-suppressing hormones are elevated following an intense workout. So after a really hard workout, you're just not hungry. Also, as a more indirect effect, because of the way the exercise and lean muscle mass affect these hormones, if you exercise regularly, your body will likely have a better appetite response to meals. So if you find that you're always hungry or you feel like you have to eat more during a meal, then you actually need to feel hungry. If you are not exercising, adding regular exercise can really improve your hunger response in those situations. So when it comes to weight loss, exercise plays such a huge role in that way. All right, so moving on then to the impact that estrogen and progesterone through your menstrual cycle have And I'm talking specifically to women who are not taking hormonal birth control. That changes the math a little bit. So this is just women who are cycling normally. Your menstrual cycle occurs in three main phases. You have your follicular phase, ovulation, and your luteal phase. The beginning of your cycle is the first day of your period. That's your early follicular phase. During your period, estrogen and progesterone are low. And then estrogen actually peaks As you hit ovulation, it kind of drops back down and then bumps back up a little bit in the mid-luteal phase. And progesterone does sort of like a slow climb peaking in the mid-luteal phase. And then everything falls back down and you start the cycle all over. It is a hormonal roller coaster that we go through every single month. And if you get a little fussy or a little tired once in a while give yourself some grace. That's okay. But what does this all have to do with appetite or exercise? I want to caveat this by saying everyone is different and the research shows that. There are a couple of outliers here and there, but in general, different energy systems are prioritized in different phases of your cycle. We have several energy systems that we use. The one preferred in the first part of your cycle in your follicular phase, especially when estrogen is high, is using sugar as energy. Estrogen protects muscle and stored fat. So your body is going for the sugar. And actually your insulin sensitivity tends to be the best during your follicular phase because your body wants that sugar and will pull it out of your bloodstream more quickly. So in terms of appetite, this might mean that you crave sweets more in your follicular phase and especially after your period. And then in terms of exercise, because sugar is pretty quick and easy to break down as an energy source, more intense or longer duration exercise might not feel as terrible during the early half of your cycle. You might be able to push a little harder on a jog or a bike ride. You might be able to go a little bit longer at 
a higher rate of effort than you might expect. And then additionally, your strength training performance may be enhanced with reduced muscle soreness because of that muscle protective effect of estrogen. So you might be able to lift heavier, get a few extra reps out, and just sort of feel better during a strength training workout. And then comes the luteal phase. We tend to burn more energy at rest. And because progesterone is high in the mid-luteal phase, it actually has an anti-estrogen effect. So we lose that muscle protection and body fat protection that estrogen gives us in that mid-luteal phase. That means we see greater protein breakdown during intense workouts and a preference for fat. So in terms of appetite, you might crave really energy-dense foods, higher-fat foods, nuts, cakes, whether or not it's nutritious. Between the increased energy expenditure and the preference for fat as fuel, you might just want extra energy during this time of your cycle. And then in terms of exercise, you might find that longer, slower workouts are preferred. Fat provides a lot of energy, but it's just harder for your body to get to. So it takes a little bit longer. So you might just not have the intensity during your luteal phase. And then when it comes to strength training, you might just want to focus on form instead of pushing max weight. You can still get a good workout unless you're, you know, unless you're training for like a a powerlifting competition and you have to push heavy weight, you can just lift what feels good. And then we also have that interaction between exercise and appetite affected in the mid-luteal phase. Uh, Some researchers had women exercise vigorously throughout their cycle, and they found that in the mid-luteal phase, that suppression of ghrelin that's normally seen following high-intensity activity doesn't happen. He just continues on his regular pattern of steady climb, drop with a meal, steady climb. So you just stay hungry in your luteal phase, which is so cool. All right. I could go on about this all day, but Kristen tells me that I cannot record a three-hour podcast. So I'm going to stop here and I, I'm going to give you your homework. All you need to do is pay attention. That's what I want you to do. Over the next couple of months, maybe have a note in your notes app that you can update or find a cycle tracking app that allows you to add your own symptoms or be like me and keep a, a notebook and a pen by your bed and just Observe sort of both parts. How do you feel during exercise? Is it a slog? Do you feel really great and energetic? Are your muscles really sore afterwards? Or do you feel okay? Do you even want to get off the couch? I know in my mid-luteal phase, like going for a walk sometimes feels daunting. And then also pay attention to your appetite. Do you crave sweets in the first half of your period? Do you crave really energy-dense stuff in the latter half? By using this information and noticing these patterns, you can plan for it. And instead of having your weight loss goals derailed by your hormones every month, you can make a plan to honor your body and where you're at in your cycle and also help yourself stick to your weight loss goals. Okay, that's it. I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope that you are able to notice these patterns throughout your cycle so that you can adjust your lifestyle accordingly. If you want to work with us to customize a plan for you, please reach out, send us an email, 
babyweightnutritionist at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram at babyweight.nutritionist. Subscribe to the podcast. Please leave a review so Kristen knows I've done a really stellar job here today. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week. Before you go, I'm going to challenge you to share this episode with a friend or any episode that has been super meaningful for you. Imagine if you shared it with a friend and she shared it with a friend and then we have changed the narrative of our generation and that of our children. Women who love their bodies and are treating them well. That is what you can do by sharing this episode. So you can click the little arrow button or take a screenshot and text it to your friends. It's going to have crazy, crazy impact. Are you with me? I hope so. Thanks for listening.